Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. Every other Sunday, we'll release an episode of the podcast featuring an interview with a business owner in the food industry. From restaurants, to breweries, to bakeries, and everything in between. We ask them about their journey and the process of becoming a successful business owner in hopes of helping others to do the same. I'm Mike Curtin, and the podcast starts now. Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, Please do so so you never miss another episode of the podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on our social media accounts. All links to those and podcast platforms can be found on ChewBrewerStew.com. Thank you for joining us for episode number 10 of Chew Brewer Stew. Today I sit down with Antonio Vilchis from Mexico City Agavari in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. Antonio tells us how he came to America from Mexico, began his life in the Bronx working in a restaurant, and how his hard work and dedication to being consistent has brought him his success. So here it is, episode number 10. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, I'm Mike Curtin. This is Chew Brewer Stu. And today we're at Mexico Sino Agavaria with Antonio Vilchis. Antonio, thank you for being with us. Thank you for coming. Yes, appreciate it. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the business? Yeah, sure. I'm originally, I was born and raised in Mexico. Okay. Uh, moved to the United States 20 years ago. I started working on the restaurant business, spot spoil dishwashing, you know, whatever is in the restaurant, inside, and, and like in the house, back of the house, in front of the house. Right. So then I told myself one day, I said, I'm going to have a small place one day for myself right. to work for me. And, you know, and just little tiny taquiria, that's what I wanted. Right. So, you know, I work every day, seven days a week, one job, two jobs, whatever, you know. Time come along, and then in 2008, I have a little money saved, and I decide to open my own place. Uh, on the um, in the Bronx, it was a small uh, takeout that I said like I only have like four tables, and it was like mainly takeout and you know so that's why we started. Okay, and what made you what made you choose the Bronx? It just happened honestly because I was looking on Queens, and I even look at one of those food trucks to right. see I can just open up like you know a food truck a taqueria on the streets whatever I was looking. On, on Queens, and one of my friends, that I know him for a long time, he lives in the Bronx, and he told me about this place that they were selling it. Right. So I went over, I looked over, I talked to the uh, the lady, the lady owner, you know, we have an agreement, so that's how I started. That's why I ended up in the Bronx. Right. But I didn't plan it to be to be in the Bronx. I just wanted to open a place, and they happened to be in the Bronx. Gotcha. And that was in 2008. So and I'm still over there in 2008. 2008, I opened the first restaurant. 2010, I opened the second restaurant. We call it, uh, well, I opened it as a pizzeria, okay. diner. And then in 2012, I opened the third restaurant in the same area. Okay. So, but the first restaurant, I know my lease is going to be up. So I close it and it closed down. And then the other restaurant, the third restaurant, the owner sold it. So I had to move. And we had to leave, right. so I just kept one restaurant. So then I only have one restaurant in the Bronx and this one over here. Okay. We just opened it back in April. Right. And uh, how was that dealing with that when you had to shut down the, uh, the other two restaurants that you had opened? Well, I kind of planned it, and, you know, like, uh, that's the way it was planned. And, it's, you know, it just happens, and this is what it is. You know, I didn't take, uh, you know, I didn't, um, I knew that, you know, well, something would come out better f- for us, for, you know, for Mexico Cena. Right. And if I keep working, I can make it somewhere else. Right. So, you know, that's why, you know, when this opportunity came to me, 
you know, and hook up with other people. So that's why I, uh, we, uh, we decided to open this, another Mexico Cena in Brooklyn. Gotcha. Just got to, you know, I just, just got to take one day at a time and move on and take, you know, take opportunities if they, you know, if they are. So you said that you had some money saved to open up your first restaurant? Correct. Was that the only money you, the, the only capital you needed to start it? Or did you have to go other routes to, to find money? Actually, at that point, that's all I needed. That, and that was all I needed. And I, um, I didn't borrow money to that point. Okay. And just, I, had, I, I, didn't, I, I think I had enough and I kind of managed, you know, how to work it. So right. I didn't have to put myself into like, you know, Bought money here, bought money there. Right. So, so when you, you, you worked in the restaurant industry, when you came to America, you lived in the Bronx. Coming from working in the restaurant industry to becoming an owner, what was something you didn't think you had to deal with? I don't know. Um, just not to deal with the boss. <laughs> right. You're, no. you're your own boss. That's, that's a No, but thing. you know what? It is more, it's, it's more into that because when you open your own place, you had to be like... Uh, you had to watch everything and you had to be more in top of other things like what you didn't expect that you know yeah, whenever uh, you work for somebody you go there you job and you leave right and then when you on the place it's not that you just work and leave you not as simple right? it is not <laughs> as simple as you have right. to keep an eye on, on most stuff and the people that work for you and other little things like you don't know like you don't expect like paying taxes and right. you know deal with like insurance and you know you don't know any of the stuff you don't want a restaurant or a business right, right. you know what i mean and you have to pay workers comp and you have all these little things that involve in business that people think that oh you open a business you have money right or you run yeah. a business you have money you know what i mean it, you you don't need you do like you know what i mean it was a lot lot of more stuff than deal to deal with it and you know that you don't know you don't open a business right. or you own a business so what qualities did you possess that you think that would make you a great owner? Well, I think I'm a hard worker, honestly. You right. know, and I don't, I, I, one thing, and I don't take anything for granted. And on top of it, I always try to be, like, consistent okay. in the business. If it rains, I don't care if it rains or pours or if it's not, you have to open the business. You have to be open for the public. Right. Because those, those was going to make you, you know, big to sell for the business if you cater not just one um, community, all kinds of communities. Like in the Bronx, right. I catered to all kinds of people, like, you know, uh, Mexican, um, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, you know, all kinds of communities. You go my restaurant, it's all mixed. It's not, I don't cater just to one particular uh, um, community. I cater to everybody. And I try, like, again, I try to be consistent, right. uh, like, um, as business-wise, be open, and the food quality has to be consistent. Like, I don't, you know, I always tell my guys, if you're going to make this dish this way, make it the way you want to eat it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't present it to some, to, to, if you can't eat it, how do you pretend somebody else is going to eat it? Right. And if you be consistent, you know, people can come any day or any time, it's going to be the same. And they're going to go happy and tell the friends and, and, and word of mouth is going to make you be successful and have business and people come to, to your restaurant or call in and say, oh, you know, that's always good. You'll get, right. get the burrito, get this, get that, right. get the Word enchiladas, Yeah. So that's what, you know, watermelon is one of the publicities and you don't have to pay for it. Exactly. It's a, <laughs> it's great, it's a great form of publicity to yeah. have. Uh, so you say you're a hard worker. Who, who inspired you to be that way? My family, very much. 
Um, I start work, you know, I'm, we come from like, you know, poor family, like, I don't want it to sound like, you know, like everybody says, you know, but I am like, you know, right. if I was, if I had money or I was rich, I don't think I would be in the United States. Right. You know, it's um, in Mexico, you can live your life, you know, you have money, you don't have to move, you don't have to move anywhere else. You have money, because, you know, it's, it's a lot of to do there, it's a lot of to, um, you know, Mexico is a big country, has a lot of my family is there, my mom and dad is there. So I grew up, you know, and I'm a very family oriented. And I was okay. closest, you know, I always wanted to be, you know, I wanted success somehow, you know. I started working since the age of 11. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's why, I, you know, I, like, they told me, you know, like, uh, if you want something, you have to work for it. It's not like, you know, it's going to just come to, to you, it's going dra- you know, to drop out of the sky, nothing. Yeah. That doesn't happen. You have to work for it. You have to, you know, you have to work for, for what you want. So you, def- you, you say that you wanted success. How do you define success? Uh, actually, success to me is like more personal. More personal, like, you know, to me, success is like giving jobs to other people, right. you know what I mean, to get up every day and not, or to go to bed, I'm sorry, to go to, to, go to bed every night, you know, and not to worry about it right. and get up at the next day or seven o'clock in the morning or whenever and, you know, and be happy to go to work, right. you know. I don't know, but you know, I'm very, I'm very happy, and I love what I do. Like it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't. It, it's not like I'm, like I'm not like, oh my god, I have to go to work. I'm like, I'm, I love coming to work. I'm loving being, I love being in the restaurant. I love to talk to people and greet them, you know, and serve them. So that's like, to me, it's not even about the money. It is because you, you know, we live in a expensive city, but right. you know. To me, successfully, see you happy and love what you do. Right. You know, there's a when passion. You, there's a passion yeah. there. Whenever you, you die, what are you gonna take? Exactly. So you got you yeah. gonna, what are you gonna take? You, you take you take all what you have done or what you have you know live your life, and that's what I'm living my life. I mean, like I think you know, I don't want like you say I don't I don't take anything for granted. But the way I have been working, I'm very happy of what I am right now. You know what I'm doing. You know, or what you know, and I, or what I have, or I don't have. Right. But you know, I'm happy, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't have that. You know, I don't. Yeah, you know, I just, absolutely. You know, I just talking about myself. That you know, I, I'm very happy or what I'm at right now. You love what you do, but is there ever a time that you need a mental break from everything? Oh yeah, you know, yeah. definitely. How important is that to you to take mental breaks from mm-hmm. from your from your businesses? Very. Yeah. Very, yes. That's why whenever, like, you know, I'm not working, I don't leave my house. I stay in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, I like, I'm at home, I'm home, but like, you know, I like stay home and watch TV, you know, eat. If I don't talk, if I can, if I don't have to talk to anybody, I don't want to talk to anybody. Right. I talk to everybody, a lot of people every day. Right. And I greet people every day. And I'm on the phone every day. And I'm dealing with a lot of stuff every day. So whenever, if I don't have to, I stay on at home and I had don't talk to anybody. Right, a breather. Yes. Take a breather from it all. And just, that's like my way of me, like you know, charging energy, getting energy to you know to get up the next day and keep moving and doing the same thing over and over again. Right. But again, I said, you know, it's not hard for me because I like it. Right. It's not hard for me because I enjoy doing it. Right. Was there a defining moment for you when you first when you opened your first spot? Was there a moment when you were like, this is working, this is a, you know? 
things are going really well and I know it's gonna it's gonna be consistent now. You know, yeah, after like two years I've been open, my first restaurant. Because of the it was tough at the beginning, honestly. Right. You know, like uh, my first my the, I had to say like the first day I um we opened, I only saw a guacamole, I think in like in the first five hours. Right. Uh, like and then you know the business started growing by little by little, but it took it took a while. Right. It took a while, but you know when they, when one day I didn't realize it, you know that I have more value than what I expect. Gotcha. We had like more, we have more customers. We had, you know, I have more deliveries. I have more like I was like getting busy. I was hiring people that I expected. Mm. I only wanted to place the two people, three people can work. That's it. You know, and just like not to deal with like more stress, more workers. Keep it small. Keep exactly. it simple. Exactly. Right. But it didn't, you know, it, ha- it didn't happen that way. It grow, my business grew that I had to hire more people. I had to hire more cooks. I had to hire more delivery people. I had to hire more in front of the house. You know, so I was like, okay, I can, I guess, you know, this business is growing because I can afford to pay people. Right. If you can afford, if you can afford to hire people, that means you know, you're not growing. Right. And I think it's, I didn't think of that when I first started. But if I think right now, so. I started with one employee, and I ended up my first business with seven employees, eight employees. So I was like, you know what I mean? So when I first, when I first started, the way I ended up in the first business, so it grew, it, like it grew little by little. But I noticed it like I grew up to two years. Gotcha. Uh, how do you stay ahead of your competition? Well, that's hard. Honestly, like I like I like I told you, like it, that's hard. But also I say like consistency and being. And try to do, you know, the best quality of the food very much because food, like, you know, food is what people's gonna look for you. Like, that's what I've been looking for us. Right. You know, for the last, um, here for the last, I've said, you know, it's April, you know, we're growing little by little. Right. People come to get, like, the tacos, the enchiladas, and the quesadillas, you know, and, and that's why I always tell my guys, make sure, you know, the quality of the food, the freshnesses, and, the presentation has to be always the same. Right. Or, as you know, and like that people can say like, oh, this is what I had last time. Right, consistency. Consistency. Like that's, and that's one thing also, you know, like unfortunately or very fortunately, nowadays, you know, the social media, you have to stay in top of, of that too. You know, you have to like, being like if you want to compete like not even compete but if you want to be known or like from other restaurants you have to be in social media you have to post just you know like uh, anything you want like whatever just leaving like every other day or every day you have to post instagram or facebook you have to post it you like people are on the are on, on, on social media and you have to be part of that right it's like and that's one thing. Other thing, like I do a lot of deliveries, right. so I partner with everybody. Like whatever all the all, all the companies over there, I partner with them. Okay. And with social media, is that your your biggest form of marketing, or do you do other forms as well? No, I think uh, I don't know. In social media, my my biggest market, but I uh, noted that I do a lot of deliveries, so I think. It, like it goes like the buys little by little, like percentage here, percentage there. Right. You know, I. I mark like also my website. I like I try to keep up on my website. Okay. You know, I like to, I like to keep it updated and and again like it's in order that I partner with a lot of people. I don't know if you want me to say the names that I partner with, but like you know, like That's I partner right. like I don't want to give them like Grubhub and all those yeah. and the, yeah, Uber Eats and Uber whatnot. Eats and all the stuff. Right. Yeah. 
They're like, you know, they take a lot of percentage uh, uh, right, yeah. out, of, out of my... That's, that's what I hear. Yeah, they do. They do. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to partner with them. But nowadays, like you say, everybody's on the phone. Right. A lot of people of don't want to call. A lot of people mm-hmm. like a lazy. They don't want to call and say, hey, get, send me a enchilada. Send me right. a, a burrito or nacho. You know, they just want to pick up the phone, you know, and order. Right. And they use GrabHub and Uber Eats and all those platforms that the 10% is out of, the, out of the sales, out of the delivery, but you had to you had to do that, honestly. Right. So that's obviously been a big change to the industry. Yeah. The, but what do you think has been the biggest change for you in the last five years? On the last five years, what's changing? Definitely, like, the, the deliveries um, doing on, like, um, other platforms, right. uh, that has changed. Right. Because before it used to be one out of like ten of them or more. Right. There's a yeah. dozen of them and every day something new comes out. Of course. And right. you know, and every you know, and like again, and uh in order that we are we live in a huge community, everybody uses whatever they want. Right. You know, I'm trying to use the honestly, um trying to help people through my website, through my app, but it's you know, it's not even ten percent of what I get on the other platforms yeah. but that's one of the biggest things um in the business i believe that you know and i noticed other other restaurants that they like in the city that they never do deliveries not do the deliveries too like big restaurants and never like i didn't think like you know what i mean i didn't expect yeah. it before you didn't see that the whole industry has changed yeah before you like that's what i'm the other one said like before and like i i did not mention it you know but um Rosa Mexicano will never do deliveries before. Mm-hmm. And I said Rosa Mexicano doing deliveries since like four or five, five years ago. I was like, what? You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, right. that's like, I can see changes not just on my restaurant and other, and the industry itself. Right. You know, the, and, and the industry itself has changed, you know, all this, um, the new, I don't know, the new generation, I guess. You know, you know, the, the new generation, I guess, you know, has changed. Yeah, I, so, I, I think it's, you know, people just want to want to stay in their own places and, and have things delivered to them. They don't want to leave. You know, you got nobody wants to go to the movies. Nobody wants to go out to eat. They just want to stay in the you know privacy of their own home and be comfortable. A lot of people are like that. That's kind of changed the whole uh, industry now. You know, how do you go about dealing with Yelp? Yelp is what platform that before when I, again, when I first started, you know, 10 years ago, I think like people will uh, definitely follow. Nowadays, I don't think it's, it's not as big as before. Right. Now people like going to like Google, uh, Google I think Google, my uh, Google business is, the, is, is taking over a little bit. Right. Um, when I, like you said, before everybody will go to like follow Yelp and it's still, but Honestly, I work with Yelp and I had to cut them off because they were taking a lot of money out of me for no reason. Right. You know, and a lot of people don't know, you know. And I'm sure we all fall for, for it because, they, you know, they tell you, oh, it's going to be like $10 or $20, whatever. And then you ended up paying 400 to $500 a month. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And just because, you know, somebody went into the site and looked up a uh, number or because they, they got the number through them and, uh, you know what I mean? It's like, right. why are you charging me for that? Right. But you don't, I, I worked with them for like two years and I was like, listen, I can't can afford this anymore. Right. 
You know, you're taking five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars every month out of my account. I can't afford it. It's a lot of money. You just think about. Was that this. to be a sponsored ad? Is that what that was? God, well, yes. They they on, they on Yelp. They promised you to put it on top of uh, okay, the lease. Right. right in the area. In the area, right. but I, like I said, you promised that to everybody. Right. Because if you promise that, the, the, oh no, only a few restaurants. It's not like they they might want to make money, so every, they tell everyone that they're gonna put in top of the list in the area. Right. But they not. They put they, they do that's yeah. the way they want, they made the money. But you don't know that until you try them. Like of you don't know that until that's why they keep calling me over here to go right to be undecided. Like no, just leave it the way it is. Yeah, like perfect. I, yeah, people just, can find me when they search for me, right? Yeah, just let you know. Just, just let, they have the free listing. Just I I want to be in the free listing. Right. You know, people find me. You know, that's fine. I don't. I don't have the money to spend, and I don't. Of course. And I don't want to either. You know what I mean? I just don't want to give them money anymore. I gave them a lot of money for a few years. I don't want to give them money to any, anymore. Gotcha. So, so, what would you recommend for somebody that wanted to open their own place? To be honest with you, I've been telling this a uh, um, lot of people that ask me, honestly, you know, like, I'm, I like to help people. Like, you know, a friend of mine that become friends, you know, he opened a big city, I just go and come over to me and, I, you know, it's like, what should I do, blah, blah, But the answer to your question is like, if even unless you have a lot of money, do not open a place from the scratch. Just, you know, find a place that was a restaurant already, and it's easier, you spend less money, you mm -hmm. open faster, you know, and, you, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's less complicated. When you first, when you want to open from scratch, it's a lot to deal with it, between right. architects and, and permits and, and the design, it's just like, it takes forever. Right. And if you, if you know, I say you, if you don't have enough money, you may don't even get to open. I see places that start from scratch that never opens. Right. Because they they lo they they run out of money. money. Yeah, they run out, they of, run money out to, of money to open it. To yeah. open it. And it's, just, it's sad. Yeah, it makes me sad. You know what I mean? It makes it makes me sad because like you know, you put an effort on it, you spend money on it, and then you cannot even open because you don't have money. So that's what I whoever like you know like I have asked me before, um, and not recently somebody asked me before. I told them, like, you want to open a restaurant? Go ahead. You know, I was like, you know, but this is what I have mm. gone through. As a matter of fact, I tried to open a restaurant. Um, I signed a lease on 149 clear, uh, nearest to Lincoln Hospital. Okay. It was a restaurant already, so I signed a lease to open a Mexico Sina there. But in order that I didn't do my homework, um, and I believe that, you know, that the owner ran, ran me a restaurant with the kitchen, so whenever I went to open, it happened that the kitchen was illegal. So, Jeez. and the building, it has like, not just one, it has like 50 uh, problems, 50 violations, uh, violations. I, couldn't, so I couldn't open it. Right. So, uh, but, uh, but that's what I, I tell everyone, besides that, you know, we had to do homework before you open a restaurant, if don't open the restaurant from scratch, unless you have millions of dollars. Right. And, you know, because it's a lot of money, it's, you know, it's a lot of work, a lot of money, you know, and and if you get, well, you know, if you have the money, so who cares? But if you don't, you know, you want to go like, you, know, you don't want to spend that much money on opening a place. When, unfortunately, places close up left and right. You know, restaurant business is a tough business. Yes. It's a tough business. Sure.
this is tough business. You know, I'm very grateful that, you know, I, I already been in business since 2008, so 11 years. I've been, yeah. I've been in business with 11 years, working for myself and giving jobs. Right. But it's tough. You know, like it's not, restaurants are not, it's not an easy business. That's, you know? that's what I'm hearing, and it's only getting tougher now. With the, um, with the minimum wage and everything going wage, up yeah. and everything, so. And the wages going up, so what are you going to do? Like raise the prices out of the blue? You know? It's just, can't do that. You can't do that, you yeah. know? But how are we going to survive in this business? Right. If, every, you know, if salaries go up and everything goes up. In the case of tomatoes, it's 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Little case of tomatoes, 60 bucks. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, you make pico de gallo and guacamole, it was like, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like... Everything is up little by little, and everything just so expensive. And you know, like I say, I, I again, I don't want to repeat myself, but you know, the restaurant business is a tough business, you know. But you know, we a lot of restaurant, but a lot of restaurants are open. You know what I mean? So we try to survive somehow. Right. It's just like you know, cutting stuff and doing the right thing. You know, so you survive somehow. Right. So did you uh, did you happen to have a funny story prepared for us? Or no. Well, I don't know if it's a funny story, but I think it was funny. Uh, for maybe funny and a little bit... Uh, on 2012, okay. I, was at, I still remember the day. You know, it's a Tuesday night. For some reason, we started getting busy, then normal. And people kept coming in and keep staring at me. And I was like, well, do I have something in my face? Or, you know what I mean? And, I keep, and they kept staring. You know, every table kept staring at me. But I was busy, I don't mind it. So right. there's two ladies sitting in front of like, the counter where I sat, and they keep staring. And so like, so like, oh, what's up? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, are you Antonio? Like, yeah. I said, yeah. It's like, you know, you know you've know, you been reading the New York Times. I'm like, what? And so, oh, really? you know, I'm like, I don't know if I want to cry. I don't know if I want to laugh. Right. So it was like emotional, you know what I mean? It, like, right. it was emotional. But it was like, I think it was like kind of funny moment, but also it was like happiness kind of. And these ladies, you know, like, you know, get up and give me a hug and, you know, we start talking and, and they become sort of friends. Right. Because awesome. I, I, they came to my restaurant, you know, not just that day, but since then they come and talk and, you know, they're funny ladies. And so, you know, that's like, um, I met people that way. Right. So a lot, I met a lot of my customers and some, I call them friends too because some of them have, you know, get together. But that was like a little funny because like in, and then, you know, everybody started laughing, uh, clapping. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. Like, I didn't expect it. The old people, oh, everyone over there, you went there because they saw me. And uh, so they saw my wrestling in the New York time. So That's I was beautiful. Like, That's it was, awesome. It was fun. It, yeah. was, like, it was like, yeah, I said, like, I didn't know if I want to cry. I didn't right. know if I was laughing. Yeah, right. You know, but I was like, Excitement. why are these people staring? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I was like, I was kind of worried. I was like, why are these people you yeah. know, staring at me? You know what I mean? Like, you, when you don't know it, you know, it's... it's, it's but it was funny. It was it was funny and right. emotional, and it was it was good. It was a good night. People like, you know, and people left happy, and, and a lot of those people that were and I, you know, especially these, those ladies, like right. middle-aged ladies, you know, they still come to the restaurant. We laugh still, right. you know. They enjoy my food. Or, you know, I buy them dessert here and there or a drink. And, Very nice. You know, and they're funny, and they still there. So, awesome. Yeah, that was a great. That was a, like. That was a great, great moment, and my all my experience. Yes, that was like a great. You know, I talk about it, I get excited. Right, because, awesome because, moment for you. Yeah, 
That was, and for the business, because that's the way I grow. Like, right. you know, that's the way my business grows since then also, because that's what I told you, like I start seeing the, uh, uh, see my business grow uh, right. after two years they've been open. Awesome. So that was. That's great, man. It's an awesome I story. So. I think so. All right. Antonio, thank you very much, man. No, thank you for being yeah. here. Appreciate it. Me too. I'm Mike Curtin for Chew Brewer Stew. I'm here with uh, Antonio at Mexico Cena Agavaria. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, guys. So that was the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to take something away from that interview as you will with every interview. Special thanks again goes out to Antonio Vilchis from Mexico Cena Agavaria in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. Whether you're in Brooklyn or the Bronx, definitely check out Mexico Cena. Their authentic Mexican food will have your mouth watering for more. And while you're there, say hello to Antonio, whose hospitality is second to none. Every other Sunday, I'll be posting a new podcast, so stay tuned and like I said, subscribe. And you'll never miss another episode. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts for video clips of the interview. Also, if there's something you're curious about knowing from the owners, then I want to ask it. You can email me directly at chewbrewerstew.com. Once again, I'm Mike Curtin for Chew Brewer Stew. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.